0: marketing and growth expert, Justine Beauregard. And this is the Ask the Marketing Expert podcast, where I mentor online entrepreneurs on how to solve problems and build wildly successful businesses. If you want advice on how to grow your business fast with intention and joy, you've come to the right place. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for jumping on for another episode of the Ask the Marketing Expert podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Dee Bowden, who founded BCS Solutions and it's called a revenue recovery company, which sounds so fancy. So I'm dying to hear you explain your business, Dee. Sure. Well,
1: hey, Justine, good evening. As I like to say, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you listen to this fabulous podcast around the world. I am Dee (laughs) Bowden, I'm the founder. I'm the founder of BCS Solutions, which is, as the title says, is a revenue recovery company. Basically, what that means is for companies that are in the IT, telecom, and software space, if you've got invoices that are 60 days past due, 90 days past due, or 120 days past due, I come in and I would talk to your collections team. And we're looking at a couple of things you want to figure out, hey, how did this happen? And then you know how did you get in the, how are you in the red and then how do we get you into the black so you can stay positive and and, and improve your cash flow and so cuz when people hear revenue recovery that's more corporate because most people think when I, if i tell them that i do debt collections they're like oh no not debt collections <laughs> i really do work with companies corporations and government agencies to untangle kind of the why behind the what because what i've learned is is that most companies have what they have a sales cycle. You have a sale, you have a contract, you have an order to fulfill or a service to provide. You need to bill for your product or service, and then you have to collect your money. That's where I come in. I'm the last leg of that whole process. I'm yep. collecting. I'm helping you collect your money because number one, the sale is not complete until the money is actually in the bank. And so, if you are selling on the front end. You're delivering phenomenal service and products, but you're not billing. You're not getting paid. You're not going to be in business long because you can't. You can't sell without getting paid.
0: Relationships are definitely paramount, especially when you work for yourself and your entire business is service-based. In my case, you know, creating that high level of service, that high level of value, showing up for my clients in the best way. I think obviously, it sounds like. That's what your focus is as well. So that's amazing. And it seems like it would be a no-brainer for people to just be signing up with you left and right. So how can I help you with your marketing? Because it seems like this is definitely something people need and would desire.
1: Well, you know, thanks for that question. You know, I, I agree with you. It should be a no-brainer. But here's here's what I'm finding. I think the reason some people are are afraid to to say, Hey B, can I talk to you? Is because no one really wants to admit that they're owed money. Because you think about it. If you're if you're presenting, especially in our social media world, as you well know, if, when people are, pre- are presenting, oh, yeah, you know, I've made tons of money. I've got all these customers, yada, yada, yada. OK, really? Let me see your accounts. Um, ooh, it is, crickets? <laughs> it's like, so wait a minute, you don't have no you don't have no accounts. Really? So why? Why are you out here? Go, why are you out here perpetrating? Talking about you have all this stuff and you don't. Because the first question I'm going to ask you is how many accounts do you have? Oh, you mean I'm supposed to really set up like a real business? <gasps> yes.
0: <laughs> so it was interesting when you started talking in the beginning and like the name of your company and the way you present yourself and who you were saying you worked with. It seemed like you worked with bigger companies, not solopreneurs that are doing business on Facebook.
1: I, my experience, my career has been based in corporate America and in government government agencies. I have, or I have also worked with solopreneurs. And small businesses. And why I created B Solutions was to offer two things. It was to teach small businesses to manage their accounts, number one. And number two, to understand that you're a business to make money. And number three, is that collections is two things. Collections is problem solving, number one. And number two, it's it's an extension of customer service. You know, so the question you asked me is like about why what what, how in terms of marketing? I think it's it's probably getting the message more dialed into the small and medium-sized companies who don't have a collections person or don't have an AR person but will also raise their hand and say you know what I need help with this because I'm great with sales but I don't I don't really like having to go ask people for money I just that's just not my thing okay cool well let's talk
0: yeah i think you know my immediate instinct is it's definitely a messaging issue because there's a lot going on in what you're saying right like you're not just collecting past due invoices. You're not just reaching out to people about missing money. You're also dealing with the customer service end. You're also dealing with the contractual obligations end. Like, there's a lot that goes into these relationships. And obviously as a marketer for the past 12 years, the number one thing I always say is, It's so much easier to maintain clients, to maintain revenue and grow than to go out and find new clients all the time because you've mismanaged the ones that you have, right? Like you want to upsell your current clients, you want to build value, you want them to become loyal brand advocates for you, get out there and speak about how incredible you are. It's interesting where I was reading your bio Mm -hmm. and everything was focused on the money. And I feel like the money is almost an afterthought like as much as it is important to obviously recover the funds, you're really, you know, creating amazing, strong relationships with clients and businesses. Like you're a almost proactive or preventative solution in addition to being a revenue recovery company, right? Like when I read the language that you wrote around falling prey to revenue loss and poor accounting strategies, it makes me immediately go to like something's wrong with me and I don't want to admit something's wrong with me. So I don't want to work with you. Mm. Right? Like you're you're almost feeding into the things that you have already acknowledged people don't want to admit. Okay. I can see that. I can so, see that. I think when you say you're on a mission to help people grow their bottom line and share your five-step program to recover their revenue, like that's more what I would want you to lead with is how do you help them grow their bottom line? Well, it's through the relationship building and through creating really amazing systems to make sure that you get paid, make sure that your processes are geared towards your clients and that everything is followed by the book and that the by the book process actually is going to work consistently. And as someone who also comes from the telecom background and working for a bunch of IT startups, I can tell you, you know, I've sold million dollar software solutions before and there's almost always people who don't pay. (laughs) like you're dealing with these huge, huge contracts and people are either behind by months on payments. They just don't pay and you have to end up going to court or having a legal team in place to protect yourself all the time and really robust contracts. And it just gets really, you know, kind of messy and hairy is a word that we used a lot And I think that if there was somebody who approached us and said from the get-go, like, I'm going to make sure that you have the most incredible customer nurturing process so that you never lose money. And should you ever come into a circumstance where you have to recover missing revenues or late revenues, I have an incredible five-step process to make that as seamless and easy and painless and stress-free as possible for you. Then it just makes it a no-brainer.
1: Well, you know what? That's why I'm here. This is why. I needed, this is no. Seriously, this is why I needed your expertise. Because at the heart of it, I'm a practitioner. I'm the person. Really, the company that hired me. It was easy. Hey, here, here's a list of accounts. Go to work. Got it. Now, I, you know, I'm good at you know being a practitioner. I can go in and I can diagnose things. But in terms of this whole marketing and how do you how do you share this? You know, I I admit it that you know I've I've been trying to figure this out and I started. And you know, I, I've, I've learned to to get started because my goal was to definitely make, make a difference in a dollar. And then obviously getting to to sit here and get, get coached by you. Number one, thank you. Number two, I hope that, you know, we can work together because if you can help assist me to create the messaging that speaks to the people that you just talked about, because that those are my ideal clients. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for them. I'm looking for them.
0: I mean really what Seriously. you <laughs> what you want to do is you want to catch them almost before they fall into that sort of heartbreaking loss of dollars right like every business begins with the desire to serve their people in some way mm-hmm. even if you're a product based business it doesn't matter all businesses are created to solve a problem exactly and so these business owners and I've worked with many startups over the years so Working with them and seeing them, seeing their leaders, their CEOs step in and say, Okay, wow, like we really want to do this. We really want to provide this service or this software or this product to these people. It's almost like if they could have someone on retainer or someone that they know they can call, should something happen or before something happens to make sure that their process really works, like almost, I would almost want you to offer an audit service i do okay so in the audit what do you provide them with
1: so in the audit we, what we do is we give me three accounts and we're doing a quick review of basically i have a checklist and i'm looking to find out if based on a checklist do you have all these things in place so name of your customer contract number dollar amount if there was a salesperson that helped you to win the contract who is he or she uh, what's the name of your vendor and then what? And what stage of AR are your accounts? Are they current, over thirty, over sixty, over ninety days past due, and why? Because normally there's a story. I firmly believe when accounts are sixty days past due, ninety days past due, and this is from my experience of doing this with several IT and telecom companies and working with with government agencies, there's always a story. Everybody's got a story about how come they haven't paid something. I've been at this for. Over ten years, I've heard a lot of stories. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, they told me I had to correct my invoice. And I just didn't feel like I didn't feel like doing a revised version and putting an A at the end of the invoice. Oh, they said especially if you're dealing with government agencies that you know the government has has, has strict guidelines about about how you submit the invoice. And they're like, oh, you mean I needed to submit my invoice on pink paper at two o'clock on a Friday, and I did yellow paper at three o'clock on Thursday? Well, yeah, right there you're not getting paid because you didn't follow the directions. <laughs> it's like. Seriously. You know, people 't I mean, I joke about it, but it's like it's I am the I'm the why behind the what. That's what that's what that's what differentiates me from everybody else who does what I do because most people won't ask the questions. They'll just say, Give me the list of accounts, let me go go collect. No, I want to know why. Because when I figure out why, there's usually a system breakdown, and it's usually, okay, how do we fix this? And then what I've also learned is that there are people that do collections. No one ever asked them, do you have any idea what kind of customer you're dealing with? For example, I used to work, I worked with an IT firm back in actually, yeah, back in Boston. No, actually here in Maryland. And they had five collectors. CFO was like, you know, this all oh, this money's outstanding. I think it was like 45 million dollars and passed through AR. I was like, good night. Yeah, five people. I'm like, what's going on? sat with each of them. I did what's called a collections round table. Come sit with me, bring your coffee, your tea, your muffins. Let's go to work. Show me what you're doing. One of them, one of the five collectors, he was like, D, they've given me government contracts to collect. And I realized, okay, you don't even understand government contracting. You're never going to collect this money. I shouldn't say never. He was going to have challenges collecting this money because he did not understand how his particular customer worked. And I was like, hmm. I wonder how many other companies are just like this where you just assume that the collectors know the customer and know what to do. And so, as, you know, we So said- I would
0: actually take this back a step mm-hmm. though. Sure, sure. Because when you're doing your audit, you're already working with people who are aware of a financial gap. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a proactive and preventative audit to create a system Or make sure that they have systems in place to avoid requiring your services altogether.
1: Okay. I see what you're saying.
0: What you want to do is really figure out a way to tie whatever you're offering to at either free or a very low level cost into the high value offer that you have. So like there's always this beauty in comparison and contrast. So when I, for instance, when I sell one-on-one coaching and it's a no, it's usually a yes for my DIY community because people see like, I can't really afford that yet, but what if I joined your community, made the profits, use them to pay for your coaching, and it works every time. So not that it works for me to make money, it well, it does, but it also, it works for them Because they have a limited budget, they end up getting into my group program, they see results, and then that makes them want to work with me even more. And so it works for everyone involved. And I'm thinking that this audit would be your sort of introductory offer of let me do an assessment of your company to see how likely you are to need revenue recovery in the next 90 days or the Mm -hmm. next year or whatever, you know, kind of time frame that you want to decide, make it really easy, follow a checklist, come up with a plan for it, and then start selling this at a really low cost or giving it for free and then use it to upsell. Okay, so I found some broken things in your process that I can easily fix for you with X number of consulting hours, or every six months you can hire me to do another assessment at this cost. The first one is free. Like There's multiple ways to get your foot in the door and also to provide a service to them so that they can see how valuable you actually are to their business. And you can show them how much money you can save them or tell them about similar companies and similar stories and present almost a case study or a testimonial to back up what you do in addition to the audit. And I feel like nobody would say no to you.
1: Well, guess what, Justine? You know, you, you, you realize you, you and I are going to have to work together on doing this, right? You already know <laughs> this, right? I'm just, just trying to just, uh, look. I'm, it's, it's on the recording. We're going we're to we're put it on record. <laughs> we're going to have a discussion and then we're going to sit down and figure it out. And then, and by the way, if you're listening honest, guess what? We're both from the Boston area. How cool is that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have a common tie. And Absolutely. I think it's, it's really interesting because I actually did something similar in my consulting business. I actually charged a decent amount of money for it, but I do a website audit. And the funny thing is I don't do website design or anything to do with websites But I'm really amazing at looking at a website and seeing why it doesn't convert. And after a bunch of customers had said to me, you know, a bunch of clients of mine had said, Can you just audit my whole website instead of just telling me, you know, piece by piece, we would have these calls and I would mention something like, You're missing a call to action here or your headline's not very strong. And they'd just be like, Can you just go through every page on my website and tell me what to fix? And so I came up with this offer based off of clients asking me for it, basically. And I ranked them from one to 10. How strong is your website? And almost always the report came back as a five or a six and people would go, can you help me? Can you help me with my website? And so (laughs) I would say, I'm not a web developer. I can help you write the copy. I can help provide direction to your web developer or your web designer. I'm not going to actually implement anything, but I will work with you on the copywriting. And I charged a lot per page to edit. And that's how I made most of my money in the beginning was just doing website audits and then upselling them off of the audit, which already cost a decent amount of money. So it was a really great way to get my foot in the door. It was a really great way to showcase my value. And as soon as they saw this report, which ended up being with all the feedback and everything built into it, it ended. Up being like over twenty pages long, Hmm. it was a huge over delivery for what they paid because I went through every single line item down to like typos across every single page, and their minds were blown. They were like, "Oh my gosh, yes, all of this makes sense. This is amazing." And then they would go and implement it. One of my clients went from three thousand dollar months to seventy thousand dollar months after he fixed his website with me, and it was like off to the races. Everybody was being recommended. I was getting referral after referral. Even now in my business where I'm focused more on the coaching side of things in my business, I still get referrals almost every month. I get multiple referrals.
1: Well, I mean, that sounds amazing. And you've mentioned that you've worked in the, in the IT space and that's those, you know, so my, my target audience is IT, software, telecom. And I'm looking for like the, the CFO the comptroller, the AR manager who's got these accounts and they're like struggling to get this money collected. Those are my, th- th- those are my people.
0: Yeah. But I think again, mm-hmm. you should broaden your niche to people who don't even know that they need you yet.
1: Okay. Well, we, we listen, like I said, it's already on the recording. I need <laughs> to, I, listen, I'm putting it out there. I don't, I don't know how to do this part. That's why I'm here. Cause you said, Hey, well, how can I help you? Well, here, we're talking about it. And we'll figure out a plan to make it work. That's what, that's what we're going to have to do. Because clearly, so, that's, the next, that's the next step. Go yeah, ahead. so beyond working with me, what
0: can you do? What's an action that you can take after we get off this call to take one step forward in your business to clarify your messaging and get out there in front of your people in a, a little bit of a clearer way?
1: Well, I would, let's see. I think one of the things I could do, as you said, I need, to, you told me that I need to change, change. I probably have to go in and figure out Look at, my, look at the copy that's on my website and, and probably make some tweaks because I thought I heard you say there were a couple of things that made people go, oh, you're, you're kind of calling out what, I, what my problem is. It's like, oh, I, I didn't realize I was doing that. But this probably I probably need to take a look at the copy, number one, and probably make some changes or at least talk to the, to the editors and say, okay, can you change this? Number two, probably need to figure out a different way to say what I do and say, I don't know, I don't know whether I still say revenue recovery. Do I still say, do I change it and say debt collections? I'm not sure because then I'm like, that puts me in a different light. I, I, I don't know. You, you probably have a suggestion for me because clearly I'm I do. i struggling. <laughs> I'm, you got to be out here struggling. Don't leave me out here struggling like that. That's not cool. <laughs> so, the, so the number one thing that I would do is
0: focus on the positive in your messaging first and foremost. I Mm -hmm. always tell everyone that I work with, focus on the positive. Let them visualize where they can be in working with you. So instead of leading with, don't fall prey to revenue loss and poor accounting strategies, like that's calling out the negative right off the bat. You want to call attention to grow your financial bottom line and avoid requiring debt collections or revenue recovery altogether. If you've got the right process in place, you can create an amazing system for always bringing in the dollars that you're owed and never having to resort to debt collections. But if you do end up there, I'm your person. And then to your second point. So the first one was really about your messaging. And the second one was really about sort of your description of your company, I think revenue recovery company just sounds very much like you're trying to avoid debt collections as a term. And it's interesting because I know that you're saying a lot of people associate debt collections with personal debt, credit card debt, medical debt, those types Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting and it would be an, a great thought exercise for you to just sit with what you do and write down a list, like go to some thesaurus online or even you know, open up a Word doc and go to the synonyms section of the Word doc and just look up what could possibly be used to describe that and a little bit clearer of a way, something between revenue recovery and debt collections, but also integrating that customer service component and just brainstorm ideas. So something I love to do is just sit down and I'm a pen to paper kind of girl. So I will write down all of the ideas that come to my brain and I'll just sit with them for 24 hours. And I'll go back and look at them the next day and be like, oh, that one really resonates with me. So when I was trying to find a title for myself... A lot of times I wasn't resonating with the word coach. I didn't love it. And I do use it sometimes to describe what I do because everybody knows what business coaching is now and it's a very popular thing. Mm -hmm. But I still love to use the word mentor and I love the word community. It's all about, you know, it's everything that my brand is about is community. And so when I was thinking about my title and I was thinking owner, founder, coach, mentor, all of these different things, I ended up just writing down a bunch of words on a piece of paper and community kept popping out to me. And I just decided to call myself the chief community officer at Growth Mindset Marketers. And when people ask me for my formal bio, that's the title that I use. And often I'll use random titles interchangeably when I'm just interacting with people online. Like I'm a business coach, if they're looking for a business coach, or I am a marketing mentor, or I can guide you in your marketing. Sometimes I don't even use a title, but when I'm officially describing myself and what I do and on my website, I'm the chief community officer. So keep in mind too that we often put ourselves in this box of once I decide what I call myself, that's it. But that's not true, right? Like you can describe yourself any number of ways all the time as long as your value is consistent and being seen by your people. So don't be so tied to debt collections, revenue recovery, customer service, like all these different things that describe what you do. Mm -hmm. You can describe what you do many different ways. It's great to have a positioning statement. It's great to have a mission statement. It's great to have something consistent that you use as sort of an elevator pitch, but know that you don't have to always use that. If someone you're talking to really requires that debt collections or revenue recovery component, then focus on that with them. If you're talking to someone else who really would benefit from your audit that we're going to create together, then you would focus on the customer service and the systems and avoiding the debt collections altogether because you hold multiple roles. And I think holding yourself to this one standard of this is exactly who I am all the time. It cannot change. This is exactly what I do all the time. This is what it is. Just prevents you from really exploring what feels good to you and you'll notice the same messaging will continue to pop up and that's how you know it's right.
1: You know what I like that, and it's interesting that you said that because in this journey of entrepreneurship I you know I started out with this okay i'm I'm going to offer collection services to you know these companies once I find them and you know do all that stuff and then I realized. What really brings me joy, what makes me happy, is this like i i didn't first of all i didn't i didn't even know that I would enjoy speaking. I had no idea that I would wake up like every day and that I look forward to having conversations like this, and one sharing my story about you know what i've done and who i've done it for, and that stuff, but more importantly, to talk about why why this matters so much to me it's like because when people think about collections it's all about you know yeah it's making a quota making the money etc i genuinely want to help want to assist teach improve the cash flow for those small medium-sized businesses
0: i have so many ideas for you (laughs) (laughs) well good I think number one would be to sit with this final thought before I ask you to share all of your social handles and all of that. But one final thought I have for you is to consider developing a really amazing corporate training program where you're able to educate people or small business owners or people who work for them in the accounting and finance departments and host either summits, retreats, or something that is at the individual corporation level at a really amazing price point that allows you to get up, speak to them, teach them what you know, create a process. You already have this five-step program to revenue recovery, making that something really incredible that you can deliver over and over, meet different people, impact lots of companies, potentially even sell it as a course later on that's evergreen, but delivering it in person, definitely at first, and really feeling out how that's going to work and tying it into your audit as well. Having a couple of really simple offers that pair amazingly well together and allow you to still do your job, but also do do what you love to do. Because what I am all about is figuring out the things that light you up and making them your simple marketing joy. Right? Like People think marketing is advertising and selling and doing things outside of your comfort zone that you don't want to do. And I always tell people marketing is simply connecting with people in all the ways you love who are excited to hear from you because they're waiting to be served by you. And when you think about marketing, that simply, it's easy and it's fun and it's enjoyable because all you're doing is talking to people who really genuinely can benefit and are excited to benefit from what you have to offer. So consider that and tell us where we can find you online.
1: Oh, well, first of all, let me say thank you so much, Justine, for this amazing interview. I'm Dee Bowden. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Dee Bowden, Instagram D. LinkedIn, D. Bowden, and the website is www.collectthecash.biz.
0: Awesome. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to share more with you. But in the meantime, if you're ready to prioritize the growth of your business and need help, I'm your person. Visit www.growthmindsetmarketers.com for details on my $49 a month program for explosive growth where you'll get everything you need to grow a business simpler in all the ways you love. There's daily support, coaching, a huge resource library, masterclasses with industry experts, and so much more. Check it out, and I'll catch you back here for the next episode.